0: charlotte soccer show john hayes danny brams we're here it's a thursday evening danny typically you and i are at elizabeth parlor room we've we've had a couple beers by now but uh tonight i am in uh, philadelphia and you sir are holding it down in the the queen city it's great to see you
1: taking it back at home you know uh it's been travel has been the theme of the spring right you you went out of town for a little while i went out of town for a little while you're back out of town Kind of funny that way. And uh, you're back. Is that is that your childhood bedroom? Are you back back kicking (laughs) it at the the folks house? It's not my it's not my
0: childhood bedroom, but it has everything that was in my childhood bedroom. Amazing. Uh, So I I showed you a couple uh, show and tell items before the show. We'll have to Mm -hmm. keep that off the air because um, that makes that that puts me in a good mood, which is nice. But what puts me in a, a bad mood is Mm. crashing out of the cup so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that we're gonna it's a business like episode for me tonight danny wow um i'm not fucking around. yeah i'm not fucking around this evening um i want to talk about the cup match and i want to talk about um how disappointed i am in the fact that charlotte fc can't score a goal against birmingham legion right right we tried we hit the post yeah. Cambridge, uh, uh another left footed effort, uh, right in, right in that part of the box, which by so the way, sick. uh, Brant Bronico that through ball to give Cambridge the opportunity, uh, there on that great pass by, by Brant Bronico. Yeah. Uh, Carol Swiderski, a big effort, um, a, a big chance that was denied late in that first half as well. I know you have some, some thoughts on that. We're going to talk about Charlotte FC after dark on right. Saturday night, uh, LA Galaxy, the worst team in MLS right now. And I think um, as this week rolls on, we start to think about this potentially being, I'm not going to call it a trap game, but potentially a game that could uh, surprise some folks if Galaxy is playing desperate. Worst team in MLS, but
1: still alive in the cup. (laughs) Unlike us, you know, unfortunately. So there you go.
0: So I just want to thank those of you who are hanging out with us on the live stream now. Uh, Please uh, share some comments. Let us know what you're thinking about the cup loss. Let us us know what you thought about the match against Birmingham and uh, how important uh, to you was that match. And and that's something that that came out of the post-match discussion uh, that, Hey, maybe now Charlotte FC can, can focus on this regular season and get into the playoffs. And um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, that take. And, you know, I, I saw you look at the cup bracket Today and it mm. it didn't look like there was a favorite.
1: No, no, you'd have to say probably Cincinnati's the favorite, I guess, if you if you were trying to call one out. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a take that came out uh of the postmortem, if you will, uh, the aftermath. And I think the reason behind it, the reason some people go to that take is because a they honestly believe it. I'm not accusing anybody of, of being disingenuous. But I think that uh, you're looking for solace, right? I mean, it, it's it stings. Like everyone is, pr- like everyone's th- is processing this pain in their own way. Because the day I wrote this on our Twitter account at For the Crown, baby, the day that you go crashing out of the cup is one of the worst days of the year as a soccer fan supporter. You know, nut nut uh, hooligan. It it just is. It always is. And so uh, that was
0: well said because that's exactly how I felt. Like this is the, the day that Charlotte FC gets knocked out of the cup and it's, it's a horrible day.
1: Right. And so some people want to sort of put the bandaid on that and say, well, the league is more important. It's fine. Uh, uh, people that I respect uh, were having that take TFOs of the show, you know, uh, Von Pullman, Len Kernakia. uh, uh uh, Matt Barbie uh, for drawing a blank. So like guys that I that I talk to and and agree disagree with all the time about certain aspects of following this club. This was one where I was strongly disagreement with those guys because for me I think any sort of form of it's okay we're fine. It's just the like it just that's it, I hate to get into the semantics of it because yes you do have to move on you can't sit and dwell and stew and be like eh we lost the cup you know blah 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 we have another match coming up I get it like everyone moves on to that next match in their own way but for me like the semantics of it is it's never good it's never acceptable or you know to me to say it's okay that we lost in the cup because it's not okay it's never gonna be okay like from now until the end of the season until we start our cup campaign next year it's not okay. So we can't change it. We do have to accept it, but it's not okay. So that's where like the subtle distinction lies for me. Well,
0: I, I think you have to give the, the post-game conversation a little bit of context. And we, we've tried to do that already on the show tonight. And it's that this was a wide-open cup, is that there's not a favorite left. And this was a chance to get into the quarterfinals and play a game at home against an MLS opponent that you've already beaten in the history of this club. So when you think about um what this bracket here's the bracket like. by the way i just yes. put it on the screen thanks for doing that i appreciate that um i was i drove for, uh finn and i uh 10 and hours 10 hours today in the car um so i didn't All really right. have a chance to do a lot of uh pre-show prep so i appreciate you doing this um and birmingham legion down there hosting a match against inter miami in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. a couple things i do want to say deserved result for birmingham sure i, I thought tactically they did a great job in, in in an underdog cup set role. They played the game exactly how you should if you want to win that game in an upset fashion. But there it is, hosting a quarterfinal matchup in the U.S. Open Cup, Birmingham, Legion, FC. And you know what made it really, really sting? An independence legend on the field mm-hmm. for Birmingham. And I, I couldn't help myself but to think, no wonder why Charlotte FC doesn't want to play the independents. Because if they lose, <laughs> they, they might get embarrassed. And, and, will, and they don't even need to play the independents to get embarrassed. They'll, they can just play Birmingham. Instead. Will the
1: real Enzo please stand up? You know, we didn't have Enzo Capetti out there, but Enzo Martinez was out there making moves. Uh, by the way, I think we've mentioned it on the show before, in pre- like last year, I think at one point. Enzo Martinez, very acrimonious uh, divorce from Charlotte Independence. I think he ended up suing them over some unpaid uh, – contract on his way out the door. I'm not sure if that's ever been settled or not, but yeah, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder when any, anyone with Charlotte on their shirt uh, is on the other side. And he played well. Swagadello, Juan Swagadello played well, a former MLS guy, Tyler Pasher played with a chip on his shoulder. And the, 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 the announcer mentioned like Pasher, someone who believes he should still be in MLS. He's, you know, he's bitter that he's down at the USL level. So these Birmingham guys played really well, Uh, they're a team they're a club that's been like really uh have a lot of togetherness and well formed like they've they they have a core unit that's played together for a couple years and uh it showed like we we saw in the preseason they heard us in preseason scored a couple goals against us in a a friendly and they heard us last night it sucks people say do you think it would have been a different game if we got those early goals Where cambridge off the post and and, like, I felt like Charlotte, for the most part, was really controlling the chances early in the first 25, 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, Birmingham were the ones that grew into the game.
0: Yeah, because that's exactly how uh, Birmingham's manager set it up, right? It mm-hmm. was a low block, let's play defensive and try to get lucky in the first half and see what we can make happen in the second half. And Adelson Milanda gets on a, a yellow card on his mm-hmm. first foul of the game. Cheap he, yellow. And he picks up a second yellow card on a second foul of the game. Cheaper could, yellow, yeah. You, uh, uh, that was not I mean, a yellow. That was a foul. It was not a yellow. I, so, I totally disagree. It was like a. It was a complete chop down. Guy, yeah. He got. Milanda got absolutely cooked and then chopped him down above the knee. Like it's the yellow card in my in my book every day. But it, we're, we're not here to to debate that. Um, I, I think what we're here to debate is whether this club had the right attitude. After the second yellow to Milanda, because mm-hmm. um, you pointed out something specifically that Christian Latanzio said after the match that may have proven your point right, and that is that the team—I'm not going to use the word "quit" because I don't think they quit, but they looked sad. <laughs> they looked right. defeated. They right. look like they didn't want to play the rest of the game with a man down. They did they looked like they had no belief.
1: Sure. No belief, no fight, no bounce back. It's kind of the, the when you look now that we've got a sample size of fifteen games or so, you know, we can look with a macro lens at like what's really been the problem when Charlotte FC has struggled this year. And you have to say it's definitely a tendency to fold get punched in the mouth once and just never get up off the mat not to say we can't we do have a, a comeback win. we have a couple of comeback wins right where we have fallen behind and come back to win it's not impossible but many times and this cut match was certainly one of the uh an instance of that where we got hit once and we just or you know our first idea failed and we had no second idea or we just kind of started pointing fingers and and giving up so uh john we're here on youtube live tonight y'all thanks for everyone who jumped in there uh we kind of are doing a an experiment where we didn't announce this or anything like that we just kind of threw it out there right before we did it so we really appreciate those of y'all who have shown up and john's going through some of the comments on the screen if you're listening through this later john what are the people saying uh for all these wonderful tifos who've joined us
0: yeah thanks rob barnes thanks brandon davis for being here jorge torres as well uh jorge says tough cup pill to swallow for sure mm-hmm. but he doesn't like the the sky is falling mentality after uh, mm-hmm. no need to feel complacent but i do think both sides deserve what are
1: both when you say both sides well both sides of what the players the coach what like what who are both sides
0: that's it, a good question all, all i'll say is like i think it's a the sky is falling mentality is fair the sky is is not falling um and this team was on a good run of form it's not that anymore but I think again, I want to I want to just say this out loud. Uh, Charlotte FC lost to Birmingham Legion instead of winning the match and hosting a U.S. Open Cup quarterfinal match at home. Some chance. sometimes sometimes it's staring you right in the face. And when you say that sentence out loud, imagine if I would have told you that two months ago, you'd have been like, "No fucking way, that happened!" Right, no chance.
1: Like if we were if we if you if you had uh, said that the day that we played that preseason friendly and said, "Oh hey, guess what, three and a half months from now, we're gonna go to these guys' house and get knocked out of the cup- of the cup in the round of sixteen, be like what right
0: uh, and and Jorge follows up, he says players and coaches, so yeah,
1: both sides do deserve criticism. I think Latonzio waited too long to sub last night. I didn't like his lack of urgency, but a lot of that came down to. With the 10 men, it changed everything, obviously. I think Latanzio had a plan that he had expected to go with, and then he couldn't go with it because Adilson Milano got a red card. And I think it's soft. John disagrees. John said it was not soft. I don't, I don't know. Uh, again, we're not here to debate that, but I, I do think the red card changed Latanzio's plan. Uh, one way or another, and you know Brandon Davis says the game did change tremendously after the 50th minute in the in the comments. And Brandon, you're right. It's because of a red card. It, it changed when we went down. We still had a little bit of like, we had a couple of chances even with ten men. With t- Hagar really wasn't doing much out there. As much as I love Hags, Hagey was Hagey has struggled as like as dominant as Hagey is at the USL one level. He's not. He struggled to really make as as good of an impact at the. Uh, mls level so I, I don't ever hate seeing him out there i like the kid but he was not really doing his thing on wednesday night for sure i i you know and my fault well, i i'm
0: I'm, more, I'm less interested in like looking at players here and by the way it's like legitimately 85 degrees in this room so i <laughs> you're sweating i am gonna start turn on the fan i see a ceiling I, fan I, behind I, you i'm gonna start pouring sweat and good i need to sweat out that loss So Uh, if I if if I'm
1: just sitting here drinking a nice cold ice latte, you know, later (laughs) the the red wine is not helping the heat Mm -hmm. situation
0: in this room right now. But it does Mm -hmm. taste nice. Um, I'll put it this way, right? Like I'm not I'm less interested in like looking at player performances from the cup match, and I'm more interested in just thinking about um, the unit as a whole and the club as a whole. And, yeah, this was a perfect place for Hagar to get a start. This is what you do in a cup match, right? Sure, of course, right. Joseph Mora, we, we, we talked earlier in the week, and I said this would be a really good spot for him to get a start as well, and he did. What about Cambridge? Rob Barnes comments. Yeah, Brandon Cambridge, uh, he gets to start and he was clearly the focal point of the offense in that first half. Long balls were being hit way over the top down into the right corner and Cambridge was all over the place in that first half. And he, in the second half, he just looked a little bit cooked. He was tired. And um because of that, I, I again, I I in the second half when the red card comes out, I thought if there was one player I was going to be critical of tonight on uh, critical of on tonight's show. It was Derek Jones. I thought Derek Jones was just way off the pace in that second half. He was slow to the ball. I think this has a lot to do with playing time, with the congestion of, of fixtures, with the amount of minutes that he's played, and, and the important uh, role that he's playing on this squad. I, just, I really would have preferred if Christian Latanzio would have recognized that sooner and gotten him off the pitch.
1: Yeah, I think that's a case where uh, eye test and stats don't necessarily match up because he absolutely crushed the stat sheet. Derek Jones did. Yeah, like he he completed like he completed ninety six percent pass accuracy on forty six passes. Uh, you know was uh was not dispossessed in dribbling. He uh, was six of seven duels, won, including one of two aerial.
0: Yeah, but the game was Uh, screaming for Ashley Westwood in like the seventieth minute, in the sixtieth minute.
1: Three tackles, two interceptions, a block of a shot that was a dangerous shot. I remember the one he blocked was from inside the box. So I get it. Like, yeah, the the game needed Westwood a lot sooner. I totally agree. Even before we went down. When we went to 10 men and we were – but it was still nil-nil for that short period. Let's say the goal the, the goal was scored about nine, ten minutes after we went down to 10 men. I think some changes should have been made. He did bring in Tuoloma as an extra center back. I would have loved to see a second sub right then and there that was more – game, like, like okay, you bring in two Loma for Hagar because Hagar's ineffective and you just lost a center back, so you need a center back. I get that. Let's also make a second sub at the same time that just changes the mentality, that, that shakes it up a little bit. And Westwood would have been perfect right there. For, for Jones, why not?
0: Yeah, In the second half, I, there was a moment that I put on our Twitter handle, and by the way, I appreciate you. For following us on Twitter at uh, for the crown baby, you can find us on Instagram as well. Charlotte Soccer Show. We'll have some fun Instagram content for you this weekend, talking about the LA Galaxy match. Uh, Maybe even Finn will make an appearance. He's he's hanging out with me. I love
1: Finn. Uh, (laughs) Finn appears. It's great.
0: Been a while. um, The question was asked. I asked the question. Does somebody need to tell Christian Latanzio this is a knockout cup match? Mm -hmm. Like this is not a um. This is not a, a regular season match where you're down to 10 men and you're trying to maybe get an equalizer and squeeze out a point. Like You, you would have much rather lost 4-0 than 1-0 going for it with 10 men. Mm-hmm. And if I were to kind of like boil down what the issue for me was with the team in this Open Cup match, was that we tried to win one nothing instead of 4 nothing.
1: Right. Let's come out and just smash them. Why not? Yeah.
0: We tried to win playing the latanzio system we tried to win uh instead of just trying to overpower birmingham and just throwing balls into the box from from the get-go um it just turned into a lot of stale meaningless possession Mm -hmm. that we've seen in charlotte fc losses danny you've told me before on the show you've said that there seems to be a correlation between when charlotte fc has the most possession in the match we lose Yes. When Charlotte FC does not, we win.
1: In general, that has proven true, yes. And we led 55 45 in this game.
0: And that's only because the 10 men, like if it was right. it been full even strength more, yeah. the whole game, we would have in the first half at one point, I think 20 minutes into the match, or maybe even 30 minutes into the match, it was like 70 30 Charlotte FC. You sure. And this this squad so is not just bubble. not a good possession squad. It's just meaningless possession.
1: Right. And we score from quick we score we tend to score from like lightning quick moves. And obviously we have build up. Like we have goals that are scored after build-up, but it's still it's quick play. It's quick buildup. It's not it's not like, you know, 90s arsenal pass, 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 pass the ball into the net. I don't know why. It's not that.
0: total, it's not Ted Lasso total football. Total football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm behind I still
1: I haven't seen this week's episode yet
0: um you either go. by either by it's yeah. um it's shout so out fun. to the
1: tifos how about uh, greg franco one of the he uh elevation jones he's always w- like hey man are you guys streaming where's the stream where's the stream he's all he's <laughs> here always we are wants to- yeah he always wants to know where we're streaming <laughs> good to see you so greg. that's very cool bridget mccall's in daniel uh wicker keep up the great work. Hey, thank you daniel that's really nice of you to say we appreciate that yeah you, thank you work. very much yeah exactly and Cheers. you know. Rob, who was in here from the beginning, uh, now is as you know we are. We started off as a as a battalion, and we're now an army. As all these people are jumping in, so thank y'all. But Rob says, really hurts to see how easy the path to the cup semifinal was. Home match against Miami, and then you could be playing Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, you know, after that, you know, in theory, or or you know, so yeah. I mean, it's that missed opportunity to go for the cup. I pray. See, a lot of so here's another reason why I disagreed with the whole it's okay to knock out a, to fall out of the cup because we just need to focus on the regular season. Anyway, I I'm not so convinced that we're going to do well in the regular season. Like if I thought we were going to go beat LA galaxy and Philly union and Columbus crew, bang, bang, boom in a three games in a week on the road, then I would say, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who cares about the cup? But the fact that like, we're probably going to lose two out of these three games and struggle and even to beat L against LA, who's probably one of the worst teams in the league, who is the worst team in the league. Like, like, that those are the fears that have had me so focused on the cup that's why i wanted the freaking cup because the season is not guaranteed in any way shape or form
0: well exactly and and i agree with you and um i'll just pile on to that point the cup is right in front of you like you know you know what you have to achieve and um four wins the champions league football four four wins of the first trophy
1: And the semifinal is not till August 23rd. So you just had to beat Birmingham and then you host Miami like in a week and a half. And then you have till August 23rd to think about the semifinal. So it's not like it was going to super pile up the fixtures.
0: There was historical significance (laughs) to last night's game too, to Wednesday night's game. Uh, And that is, this is the first time in the history of the U.S. Open Cup that a team from the state of Alabama has advanced to the quarterfinals. (laughs)
1: I think Hub likes brings up a good point. Uh, if it, 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 just think about what it meant to the players, Carol Swiderski, our DP, our he was crushed player. after the
0: match. You could tell. Yeah,
1: he wanted to win silver, and that was our best chance.
0: Yeah. and I think Carol was
1: screaming. Carol, Carol folded just like everybody else. Carol's just as guilty of, of like marching around. when it looked when it got dire in the last ten minutes, and we're down one nil and down a man. And everyone's yelling and screaming and stomping and pointing fingers. Care was was right there in that bad rap.
0: Uh, again, I put that on Christian Latanzio. And right, this is not me like, you know, sounding off on Christian Latanzio. This is just me talking about the match and what I thought in the moment. Um, and it was that Ajemang should have been in the game a lot sooner. He's and and, and for, for Derek Jones, right? Mm-hmm. My sub would have been, I think what he did with Tua Loma coming to the match, very, very good move. You needed to get that extra center back on the pitch with Milanda mm-hmm. coming out. Made sense. Good. Move Derek Jones. Because if you noticed before that sub was made Derek, made, Derek Jones was playing in that center back position. So you inject Tuoloma into the squad. You push Derek Jones up into the midfield. And then you make that next sub. You bring in Ajum- Ajumam you put him at the top and you bring Carroll back into the middle and you let Carroll be that creative player mm-hmm. who can ping balls into the box instead mm-hmm. Carlos is just stuck up top getting certain no service whatsoever right. from Bram Pronico or Derek Jones it was right. just very poor tactics and it made and me honestly think and I, how often does this team work on a 10 man situation
1: Cambridge and Vargas launched a lot of balls in the box but none of them none of them could really find a spot except for the one time the one time at the right at the end of the first half that Carroll had that there was a beautiful cross came in from the right side, and uh, Carroll just I mean you, you 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 gave him a little bit of grace because it he tried to take it on a full volley he kind of was like in the air and dropping down so he couldn't really get a little momentum but he kicked it right at the keeper right at the keeper and it's like you just tap that down to your left you just go far post you just you know. You just delay it and let the keeper slide out of the way before you, you know, just just like take a touch and then go, like just like there was there was fifty ways to score there, and he chose the one way to miss, which was to tap it right at the keeper, and that could have been huge right at the end of the first half. So Cambridge off the post, Carroll weak volley, really put us in a bad spot, unfortunately.
0: Uh, Greg Franco, he says, uh, Alshon floated last night. He was up there. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to call it out because <laughs> mm-hmm. <He's- laughs> that, was <Superman. laughs> that was that was one of the like. Uh, funniest things um I've seen in the history of Charlotte FC Re- remember there's like not a huge history of this club but when he came on my first thought was shit this dude is huge
1: <laughs> that's what that's <laughs> what I that was my thought the first time I saw him play for Crown Legacy it was like this <laughs> is a mountain of a man I was like oh my god
0: and I was like oh man let's see what happens mm-hmm. here in the box here and then he jumped for that cross and basically had like a a world a uh, pro bowl punter hang time mm-hmm. in the air and I was like, man, this, this kid could actually, um, you know, serve a purpose on this squad. Like he is, he is a really good piece to have late in the match when you need to throw bodies forward and you're, and you're, and you're just slinging balls into the box. What a, what a great asset that he could become for Christian Latanzio. And again, it was late. It was late, but I just wanted to call that out. And, um, and I do I do want to, you know, if, if someone's going to write something this long, let's at least address it. Uh, yeah. Daniel Wicker, who just gave us props, uh, he says yeah. I'd, I'd, he, he wants to give us caution. Uh, I'd caution using possession data without game state data. We dominate possession when we're losing because opposed, uh, opposition sits deep. We have less possession when we win because we sit deeper after taking the lead. I think that's a really good point. But what I'll say is um, I see a lot of meaningless passing.
1: Yeah. The famous five at the back uh when we sit deeper after taking a lead that uh sometimes works sometimes doesn't. Uh yeah, I do see yeah. The stats stats will will lead you one way or the other but just watch the team you'll see it. you'll you'll see the up what you're saying John meaningless possession is the name of the game it, it's been that way for a long time. Uh Christopher Gallagher checks in. Thank you Christopher for taking the time to comment. Squandered first half chances bad omen. Uh wow got he got that pit in his gut from watching many a Liverpool game especially this year but uh sorry for missing the Champions League there Christopher too bad sucks yeah i don't want to hear Still, a liverpool fan yeah enjoy enjoy your thursday night uh, trips to uh, bratislava bro that's all i
0: can say <laughs> did they uh, did they play today or yesterday i i missed them at liverpool matches uh
1: well. liverpool played i think uh uh last weekend chelsea chelsea man You played today and gotcha. uh, that was the last game to get everyone even on 37 before uh decision Sunday this weekend should be pretty nice. I, I am the relegation lim- battle is still up for
0: grabs. It is. And I've been, that's what I've been kind of attuned to mm-hmm. uh, the relegation battle, but it feels like the premier league season is kind of limping to the finish line, you know, yeah. and, and arsenal falls out of the the title race city, just like takes a commanding just, lead. Yeah, the battle, the ahead. battle for uh, Newcastle, like secures its, its mm-hmm. top four spot. And, Shout out Barbie. Um,
1: yeah, and shit. no one likes any of the teams that are battling for relegation. So there's really yeah. no like, there's no emotional tie <laughs> except for our boys, uh, Michael Volak and uh, Jenny Swaling. They're huge elites fans. And well,
0: uh, so, H- so. for some reason, Hub likes like thinks I'm talking shit when I say don't complain. Like Spurs, like they're going to finish eighth or seventh. All that I'm saying is like, I don't want to hear a Liverpool fan complain. The last four years have been fucking glorious. Yeah. Like that's all that I'm saying. Like, I got nothing they're but spoiled. respect. Like, I got nothing but respect for what Jurgen Klopp has done for Liverpool. In fact, I'm maybe a little bit jealous. Champagne
1: uh, problems for, for Klopp's Liverpool, for sure.
0: Uh, so are we, have we hashed out this, this cup loss? Like, do you feel good about uh, the conversation? The cup loss,
1: I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I uh, I grew up in a household where this was printed on the wall and we've all heard it before, but it's, it rings especially true in times like these grant me the serenity, uh, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And this cup loss is something that I cannot change. I'm wise enough to know that. And my serenity is slowly descending as we move on to a trip to LA met the, the teams going to LA they're probably already there, right, or on the or they flew back here and now they're maybe leaving tomorrow, who knows, but my
0: guess is they leave tomorrow morning.
1: I wish I was still there. I should have just stayed out there. I don't know why you I came have. back yeah.
0: yeah you absolutely should have um and what the the last point that I wanted to make coming off uh this this cup uh loss was that I wasn't it that the uh cup loss against New York Red Bulls that got uh Mnr fired No, season? it was
1: the Seattle loss. It was the Seattle. it was losing, it was being up on Seattle at halftime, and then
0: they were like back to back games, weren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it was memorial, it was going into Memorial Day weekend, right? Or something like that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: history does tend (laughs) to repeat itself,
1: Danny. Yeah, long road trip out West Coast. If we're, if we're leading Galaxy at, at halftime and lose 2 1 on a Ben Bender goal, uh. I'd start polishing off my resume, coaches out there who <laughs> <Don't> need jobs.
0: <laughs> um I'm I'm clearly just joking around about MAR, but in in a in a sense, um just knowing, you know, the loss against Nashville, you get knocked out of the cup. If this team does go to LA and lose and then go to Philadelphia and lose and then go to Columbus and lose, mm-hmm. uh things would um would be very difficult for Christian Latanzio. There's, there's no doubt about that. So it's a massive stretch, and, and and I feel like a broken record on this show sometimes. But you know, I talk about, hey, you know, this is really an important stretch for Charlotte FC. They need to get on a good run of form, and mm-hmm. um, can it start on on Saturday night? Are you concerned about? Um, it, Enzo Capetti's hamstring, right? Uh Had, yeah. a, twi- had a twitch in training this mm-hmm. week, and we got a glimpse of what this team could potentially look like without Enzo Capetti leading the line. Um, I wouldn't expect to see him starting Saturday night in L.A. That might be a big problem for this team.
1: Yeah, so uh, when we saw the lineup come out for the Birmingham match, I thought, okay, this is perfect because the front four of – uh Caro Hagar Vargas and uh, Cambridge can be replaced for the Galaxy match with Yuzviak, Miram Westwood and Copetti, and I was like, it's perfect, you know, it's like great. And then you know, Caro can get a little rest, come in as a sub against L.A. after he goes and scores a hat trick in Birmingham to lead us on this glorious cup run. Didn't happen, but but uh, uh, that's the way I saw it. Then I found out that Copetti. Was supposed to be available for the cup match, but wasn't because he had tweaked uh, the hammy in training that had seen him sub off early uh, against Nashville. So not looking good. I now I think Carol's probably gonna have to go again, or or maybe Vinny. Here's here's another thing, and I want your take on this real quick. I thought I'd moved on from this cup match, and I, there's one other take that you need. I need to extract oh, yeah. out of you here. here which we go. is Okay, because Crown Legacy played on Wednesday night, also right, and they had a dramatic two-two draw with a 90th minute equalizer. You know who scored that equalizer? Vinny did. Vinny Mello. So on a night where Charlotte FC is on the road in the cup, desperately needing a goal, and someone's got to sub in. As as nice as Ajamong looked, they had to like Vinny Mello's nowhere to be found. This kid that we've invested like two years now in, and and he's out there scoring. Uh, dramatic equalizers for the crown legacy i know how you have felt like crown legacy is taken away from the main team is this another piece of evidence in your case that you're building that crown legacy ultimately like screwed over the first team this year focus wise
0: i'm glad that you brought this up because my honest feeling during last night's match um for my second screen experience which was twitter like i I thought to myself hey this is a knockout cup match, uh, a quarterfinal spot on the line, hosting for the first time at Bank of America Stadium at the fo- Fortress. And if I see one more fucking update on my timeline about Crown Legacy, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> like, they like the Crown Legacy was literally distracting me from watching a massive US Open cup match.
1: Like the timing could have been better on that for sure. You horrible know? Yeah.
0: timing. Horrible can we, timing.
1: Can we get a Can we get a 6 p.m. kickoff, people? And, and I think I was. I think yeah. I
0: think I was so jaded by the end of the match, and I was like, I didn't even like put the Vinny Mello, uh, piece together that he's going scoring for Crown Legacy when he could be on the pitch for Charlotte FC, yeah, in this Open Cup match. And man, I just think uh, unfortunate. It was a disaster. It really was, and it's okay to say that. Like I'm not. Again, like it's one of
1: my favorite takes of yours because I love the crown legacy and I love that you kind of of low key hate them. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you kind of like, you
0: know. No, I don't because like I think I don't I don't hate crown legacy. I think it's a great place for young players to play mature. I wish that crown legacy was like an under 21 squad. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be under 21 to play with an exception. That's what I would prefer. Right, I don't need guys that are older than twenty-one playing for Crown Legacy.
1: I, you don't like Kuruho getting sixty minutes in a rehab start there, though. You know I that's what I'm that saying. Gonna, well, that's nice. what
0: well, that's my point. I just said like you can. They're like one exception. Like it's an under twenty-one squad, and you can use it, and you can start maybe one person that's older than twenty-one every match. That mm-hmm. would be, I think, how I would prefer MLS next to work, where you can use it as a development league. But you can't use it just to stash guys there who are 26 years old that don't have a spot on your roster. I just don't think that's good for the game. And I know that's what Charlotte FC is doing. And I hope it be- ends up benefiting them um, in in the long run. But um, I was also like, uh, Min City Collective, uh, I noticed that their Twitter handle uh, after the loss didn't say anything about the U.S. Open match. They just had a photo of Guzman Carujo and said, can't wait till you're back. It's like... <laughs> You know, like it was like, again, it was like, to me, Crown Legacy is like PR 101. If you don't know how public relations works, just look at Crown Legacy and what they've done for the last six months and you'll learn how PR works. And the the club has done an unbelievable job uh, doing public relations through crown legacy and they've done a great job of marketing the squad as well using the first team i don't think i need to rehash this take i didn't think i was going to do that tonight
1: i just with Melo doing that i just i just like i said i wanted to pull it out of you i'm glad i was able to i do want to talk we we're gonna we only have a few minutes left obviously i want to talk about uh the galaxy here but i just just quick aside here on a really cool tifo's question just kind of impromptu out from christopher gallagher just want to throw this out there: Has anyone else's fandom of another European team, or whichever club you you followed closely before Charlotte, has it diminished now that you're you are on Charlotte FC? Uh, Chris says his has. I think mine has too. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I care way way more about Charlotte FC than I really ever did about Arsenal.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, I spot on. What a great astute observation and comment from Christopher. Because you know, I've I've been a Tottenham fan for. Um, let's call it uh, 15 years at this point Mm -hmm. and uh, love the English Premier League. But on Saturday morning, when I get up now, I'm thinking about the night game. Yeah, it's like match day. I'm thinking about about the night game and and the Premier League to me, I enjoy watching it, but I'm more of a fan of the league now than I am more so of Spurs. Like I'm just, I enjoy all the football and I've always been that way. I've I've never, I don't hate other Premier League teams. I, I, I've never lived in North London. So right. when people say, oh, you, you support Spurs, but you don't hate Arsenal. I'm like, well, I mean, no, I don't live in North London. So it's, right. it's fine. I, I just enjoy world-class soccer. So I think what I've been able to do is, to answer the question directly, is I've been able to take my Premier League fandom and make it about the league and just enjoy it yeah. all. And then my club fandom, my real club, is that crest that you're wearing on, on your heart right now. That's And when when Brandon Cambridge just kissed the badge, the brash, oh my God, when, when Cambridge kissed the badge, that was my favorite moment of the season. But, yeah. but there's nothing even close. That's a second.
1: Brandon Cambridge developed on Crown Legacy CFC. <laughs> that's all I can say. Let's get to some LA preview talk. What do you think? Because Rob Barnes brings it up, and I said this, dangerous wounded animal in the galaxy. We need a good start. The galaxy are the worst team in the league, but they just beat their rival, in the US Open Cup, but they had to play all their starters and LAFC played like pure kids, like literally 11 kids and then four kids substitutes. So uh, Galaxy, maybe they think they've turned the corner, but they haven't. Maybe they're not as wounded as they were because they got that cup win. So we can uh, push them around a little
0: bit more. What do you think? It just feels like a really difficult match at the moment. I have been like kind of tongue-in-cheek danny about how bad they are worst team in mls like i don't i don't think they are yeah i mean according to the table yes but according to the roster maybe not
1: sure i agree with that that's a good take
0: so um thinking of the match in that way and thinking about what galaxy could potentially bring to the table what's their form at the moment They
1: are one win out of uh, five, I believe here. Yeah. Loss, loss, win, loss, loss. And then the cup win. So two wins out of six, if you count the cup.
0: I think a key uh, number to look out there is 23 goals scored against.
1: Yes. We need Um, goals. We've got to score goals.
0: So that to me is the key. I'd rather go into this match. I mentioned early in the show, Danny. I said, "Hey, Charlotte FC went into the U.S. Open Cup match and tried to win one nil. We cannot go to LA Galaxy on Saturday night and try to one win one 0 We
1: need to try to win the first fifteen minute stretch
0: one nil. You know, like yes. we need to win one 0
1: every fifteen minute uh, quarter of the game, basically, or six right. games.
0: So. Man, it's gonna be late that." That 10:30 Eastern kick. I know, kick. dude. I know,
1: I know. EPR, EPR is gonna be lit. Come out if you're still on this stream. I better see you at EPR. That's all I'm gonna say. I know you're gonna be in uh, the Jersey Shore, hang with fam.
0: Well, it's actually working out perfect because um, by 10:30, man, my family is gonna be like, "Good night, going to bed." Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tuck them in and say, "All right, I'm good. It's match day. I'm gonna go watch the match here." Are you gonna go um, up to
1: the casino and get some action or?
0: No, I told you that I wasn't going to bet on Charlotte FC again this And year then, and then, you, and then,
1: then, you, then you hit me up last night. You are like, dude, we're plus money against Birmingham, <laughs> and I was like,
0: don't do it, don't do it. St- f- stick with the pledge. And that, was, are you, you know? that was that was kind of when I um, realized that this game was going to be a lot more difficult than I thought mm-hmm. against Birmingham. When I looked at that number and I saw plus one forty five, I was I like, know, oh yeah. shit, mm-hmm. that number was talking to me. So um, speaking of numbers, what's the number um, against Galaxy? that's that's the question
1: to to bet or not the bet is that is the question always um i'm calling it up right now plus 400
0: charlotte fc is plus 400 (laughs) hey against the
1: worst team in the league against the you know
0: i mean that's if that doesn't tell Uh, you everything we were uh plus 400 um on our last epr party who did we beat when we were plus 400
1: i think that worked out pretty well for us right
0: yeah, if I could just look Let me look at I match. think
1: that was the game after you decided to, to never bet again yeah. right <laughs> well, <laughs> was that the uh was that the Atlanta game I it think? was Atlanta
0: it's exactly yeah. what it was yeah it was yeah. the away game we were like plus 450 yeah against Atlanta to win that match and um got it done three1 so uh plus 400 against um la Galaxy. Uh, I mean, it's winnable. To- I'm not saying we yeah. can't
1: win. It's just, it, it just, it's tough to trust this club with anything. Like, I don't trust this club at all right now. Do you?
0: It's, it's trust. I, I you no. Know, it's like I don't trust their consistency. Right. Right. It's like it could. It, we, we've always talked about a roller coaster. This could go up. This could go down. Um. So, if right now we're we're going down. <laughs> <laughs> like and but we're gonna come back have up. Have we again.
1: bottomed out? Have we bottomed out? Uh
0: the one thing that we need to make sure happens is that all the Tifos um please have their hands inside um the vehicle and make sure <laughs> that your uh seatbelt is buckled because this roller coaster is gonna be epic for the rest of the season. Um we're not I,
1: liable for any damages. Sorry, yeah, y'all. No, uh, we're not, we're not sign the waiver.
0: Do you, do you have a prediction? Do you have an official prediction? Do you think that my official I-
1: prediction is that we have only the true diehard TIFOs show up at, around 10 p.m. At, at EPR? I'll be there. You're out of town. I'm going to be holding it down for the party. As long as we've got a banner hanging in the corner that says Charlotte is a soccer city, one of us will be there hosting uh, road parties, unless we're both at, at an away day. So uh, please come out, you know, to have pity on me. If you love me, if you if you want to <laughs> come make fun of me for no one showing up to my party or whatever's clever, but uh, we need you out there. So tifos at EPR Saturday night. I'm going to be, be putting on the hard press through social media channels. Uh, follow the Instagram. I'll put some stuff on the Instagram handle. Uh, we might maybe we'll Facetime Johnny Hayes in live. No, so I definitely you, want to do that. You know, yeah, so things are going to be happening, and the prediction for the game is. 2 2 draw and a disappointing 2 2 draw where we're up 2 1 and get scored on and uh, and are pissed that we only got one point of
0: surgery. Well, it, part of me, I, I want to, well, the same outcome. I want Danny to cry either way, right? I want, <laughs> <laughs> like, being that it's a 10 30 kick, right? It's like, you know, it's going to be after midnight. You know, right. there's going to be a lot of drinks had by that point. So if it's a loss, I want to see some beer tears. And if it's a win, I want to be like, I want to see Danny crying, being like, I love you guys so much. This is the best. I love Charlotte FC. <laughs> let I, quote, I want you to cry either way.
1: Let me quote my man, JJ Kale. When I say after midnight, we gonna let it all hang out. <laughs> gonna let it all hang out. Gonna yeah. let it all hang out. We're going to make him scream and shout, boy. Let's go. I think uh, it's going to be a good party. Imagine a a midnight winner, you know, from Carol Swiderski, uh, the reward for showing up. I hope everybody that's there has a great time because I know I'm going to. And once again, I'll be picking up some drinks for people on the bar tab, so there's no reason not to show up.
0: It's Charlotte soccer show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Thanks for everybody hanging out with us live here on a Thursday. Um, Everybody who's listening to this show on a Friday as well, or a Saturday morning, um, hanging around the QC, hanging around the the state of North Carolina, South Carolina as well. Uh, Shout out to the Royal family um, doing a great job for this club. And uh, we've got a home game coming soon enough. I mean, we're going to be back at the keep at some point here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, But it feels like um, this road stretch could potentially um, dictate how the rest of Charlotte FC's season goes. Are we going to be playing for the playoffs or is the guy that had the Latanzio out t-shirt going to be back in his seat uh, in a couple weeks? Uh, Basta, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it enough out. Is uh, enough. <laughs> any shout outs? The only shout, uh, One thing I wanted to start to do at the end of the show, there's a show that I produce at the Athletic, the Audible with uh, Stu and Bruce and they do shout outs at the end of the show. And I always think it's kind of fun. So is there anybody that you want to shout out before we get out of here?
1: Shout out Brandon Cambridge shout, uh, just, you know, he's one of our own for sure. Uh, shout out the beard bartender for real Matt Morena. He's we, uh, I'm going to need some mixed cocktails, I think on Saturday night and shout out to the Uber driver. I didn't, I should have said this last episode, shout out to the Uber driver in LA who told me that he, uh, Wanted to move to Texas, but he couldn't because he has his kids were keeping him in LA. And I said, How old are your kids? And he goes, You know, how's the oldest one? 40. <laughs> well, how's the youngest one? He's like, Yeah, 25. I'm like, Bro, just go, dude. Your kids are grown up. You want to move to Texas? You move to Texas. Your kids are not the ones holding you here, bro. So, uh, shout out to him. He's a beekeeper as well. And uh, his name is uh, Ruben. And, uh, he provided a nice ride uh, to the concert last Friday night.
0: Love that. And um, uh, for my shout-out, um, I, I want to give a shout-out to, you know, a couple different people. Um, first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to Jorge Torres for filling in on the show and doing a fantastic job. And a shout-out to Level Up Luke, who also filled in on the show and did a fantastic job. Appreciate y'all for doing that um keeping this thing rolling it's been a busy month of may um i swear my summer is gonna slow down a little bit here and um love doing the show man shout out to you um shout out to all the t out there it's the charlotte soccer show you can find me on twitter at john hayes on air you can find danny at danny brams you can find us on instagram charlotte soccer show and until next time for the crown baby